From Moses, the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, this is the In Her Boots podcast, a show about women cultivating the sustainable and organic agriculture movement and how she does it. My name is Lisa Kiverest, and I founded and lead the award-winning Moses In Her Boots project, providing training, resources, and support for women farmers. I'm a farmer myself, running in serendipity with my family in Wisconsin, and am the author of Soil Sisters, a toolkit for women farmers. The In Her Boots podcast celebrates the collaborative spirit of us women farmers and all women working to transform our food system and steward our land, sharing ideas and inspiration with each other. Whether you're a woman with a dream of starting your own farm or already have your hands deep in the soil, there's something for you here. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss anything. Today we sit down with Jennifer Nelson of Humble Pie Flower Farm in Wisconsin as she shares her farm story and the journey that brought her to growing flowers today. Hear how her various experiences led her to the land and farming and the importance to give us time and place to explore. Jennifer Nelson and her husband co-own Humble Pie Flower Farm in Plum City, Wisconsin, and she also serves as an organic specialist for Moses. Jennifer loves a bright, beautiful sunflower, being outside with her young son, and growing, cooking, and eating good food. We are here today for our In Her Boots podcast with Jennifer Nelson of Humble Pie Farm. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Oh, you wet bet. And I know you do a lot of cool things on your farm and beautiful flowers and all of that and raise a beautiful little boy, but... You didn't start off on a farm background per se, did you? Or how did how did you get here? What what tell us your farm story. How did I get here? <laughs> yeah. Um well Or we could start where you are today. So tell us about the farm. Okay. Okay. Uh so I we bought a place. So our, our farm business is in its sixth year of production and um and I worked for farms before that. So I've been farming since 2009 so about nine years and then before that I well I have a teaching degree so I taught for a number of years in some capacity and I um I started well we had a large garden when I was growing up so I always kind of had like an appreciation for good food and my grandparents had they lived in the country and had horses and both actually both sides my my um, paternal grandparents were hog farmers, and then they got out of that in the '70s because of the, you know, the beginning of the farm crisis. Um, and then my maternal grandparents, my grandpa was a horse, a horseman, and so they um, had horses and you know, really large garden. Was that all here in Wisconsin? That too, was or? actually in Minnesota. My um, southern kind of south central minnesota for my paternal grandparents blooming prairie and then near actually it's sort of interesting the house that i grew up in i grew up in roseville which is a suburb of saint paul and my grandparents lived down the block my grandpa was a builder and he built our house and they lived down the block and had horses in roseville which is like now like a totally built up <laughs> suburb where you would never see horses on a but you he, were back there in the old days yeah yeah, yeah. the story used to be that that he would pick up his daughters, my aunts, from school in the sleigh, in the horse-drawn sleigh. <laughs> and they would be like, like, Dad, you know, like so embarrassed. <laughs> because drive a car, like, drive a car like normal people. So yeah. you grew up, though, with a 
Yeah, and yeah, yeah. In your family circle. Yeah, and I and I just always loved being outside and and all of that. And so and then um, I um, I just did a number of things. You know, my twenties are kind of a blur. <laughs> Maybe. Hey, I won't. I won't go there. Um, well, but you, you then... <laughs> took time to explore, right? Yes. It all gets you where yes. you, you where you are. I today. learned a lot of good life lessons that have gotten me to this point, and um, and so I. And that's I when actually, you got your teaching degree. Yeah, too? I got my teaching degree, and I managed a um, farmers market mm. in Minnesota. And I always said I don't want to be a farmer because they work too hard. But I just kept coming back to it. I just, I don't know. There's something so great about, you know, putting a seed in the ground and watching it grow and having it become food that's going to nourish people or um, or now flowers. And our, our tagline is nourish your spirit. So that's kind of, what we, you know, we're, or, you know, many places in this big earth are deficient in beauty. And so that's kind of the flower piece of it. So when you said you started, you've been working on farms since 2009, mm. what was that era like for you? What prompted the first farm experience? Yeah, well, I just kind of had, I I, um, I went through some major changes in my life. I, I was, um, I, my marriage ended, I, you know, just made, went through some big changes. And so I was kind of like, exploring what I could do next. I had my teaching degree. I went and traveled in South America. I was in Ecuador for six months. And and then I came back here and I was kind of just like, I didn't really have attachments. I, I And it was 2008, so it was like the recession. Mm. And so I had this new teaching degree, relatively new. And I just was like exploring what what I really wanted. It was just going deeper. And and Gardens of Eden, which was a larger vegetable farm in the area, was hiring for a farmer's market coordinator for their stand. And they that was a new thing for them. They had previously been a wholesale vegetable farm. And, um, and I was like, well, I can do that. I mean, I know farmer's markets. And so that's how I started. And then I started working on the farm. And I just, I just really loved it. I fell in love with it. Yeah. It did bring a lot of your experiences together then as far as the being outside and the education and totally. Uh, and I got, yeah, I was offered this, um, like long-term sub position at this school that I just love this little elementary school. And I, it's a charter school that's project based learning. And I, so I did that for a year and, and that was wonderful, but it, it all just sort of like came together to solidify like this is what I want to do I really just want to farm and and it and you know I think your life you're dynamic right and so like your vision changes and your and your and your work you know some people I used to work to to like live right I would just work these different jobs that you know paid for my life and now I am fortunate and grateful to be able to, you know, my life, my work is my life, mm-hmm. right? Like I love it. Yeah. And so, and so I'm really grateful for that. It's, you know, it has its challenges for certain, but, um, anyway, it, it, it evolves, you know, I, I, um, I really got into, so we started doing flowers. Um, you can do flowers on Were a you smaller, doing those at 
Gardens of Vegan still? Or? We rented land. So we were an incubator farm at Gardens of Vegan. So that was a wonderful experience for us. So both Mike and I worked for Gardens of and Vegan. And I'm sorry, Mike's your husband. Now. Mike is my husband. Gotcha. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and, and he's you, been farming. Did you guys farming. meet when you were farming? He he's... hired me. Oh, he hired you? Yes. He was yeah. the first person I talked to. And then we he had he, all he tipped, plans. He tipped his hat at me from the tractor. Oh, oh, that I, women are suckers for that. So yeah, yeah, fair. Like, mm-hmm. You know. Um, anyway, and he was like, I can't date anybody that I work with. And then our farm manager, who is Linda Holly, was like, Mike, if you don't date somebody that you work with, you're never going to date because <laughs> you just farm. You are a farmer. This is what you do. You don't, you know. So, um, yeah. So anyway, so that was, yeah, that was 2009. It all worked out. So we worked, yeah, we worked together and then we got together and then we, um, eventually, well, we took the LSP farm beginnings course together. Oh yeah. Well, tell us a little more about that. Cause that's a great opportunity. Yeah. You know, it was. Farm beginnings is offered. It's a program that's offered with various entities. Yep. Uh, you mm-hmm. took it in Minnesota through the Land Stewardship Project. Right. And it, and you can get it through other programming. Yeah. And that's, it, it was really, you know, we were both working for this larger farm and we weren't like at the place where we were ready to start our own farm. So it was not as applicable at that time. But what it did for us was um, it was we took it together right before we got married. And it was almost like marriage counseling for us because it was like <laughs> it's great. It, it really yeah. solidified like what we wanted to do. Like we really do both want to do this. We really do value these things, you know, and um, yeah, so it's good. And, it, you know, there was we a lot of great contacts. It's a, a whole of, year long program. Yeah, it's six. I think it's six months. And then it's like every month you have a day long meeting. I, don't, I think it's it's organized There's in different, different ways, ways, but it is a, yeah. a time commitment over a period mm-hmm. of time. And you're with a class of other a people in the same mm-hmm. stage of the journey. Yes. Sort of. Yeah. So contacts that we still know, you know, oh, it was, great. it was really useful. And then, yeah. And so then we, my, my husband, Mike worked for Gardens of Eden for 10 years. And then, you know, in that time I came along and then in 2012, we started our farm business as an incubator farm. So Humble Pie Farm as an incubator farm. So we rented machinery, we rented land. At Gardens of Eden. At Gardens of Eden. Wow. That's great. Yeah. It was awesome. And especially because Mike worked there. So, you know, he was the operations manager when we left. And so he kind of knew everything that was going on and when we could use things. Because these know. incubator farm settings can really work great for, well, both women beginning farmers, but anybody, right? I mean, mm-hmm. in that sense that you can get started, get your feet wet without taking on debt or there's infrastructure yes. tools you can tap into, expertise, I love, I'm a huge proponent of the incubator farm, you know, way of getting started for that reason. Like farming is so capital intensive. It's really hard to get into it. There's so many things that you need to know. And for us, one of the keys that really helped us in that situation were the marketing contacts. Like we have had relationships through Gardens of Eden with the co-op folks in the Twin Cities and Whole Foods folks in the Twin Cities. And those are our markets now that we've been able to kind of move into. Um, and it helped that we were growing a different product from Gardens of Vegan. You know, we were so what did you grow in your incubator flowers. phase? The flowers? Flowers, were? yeah. Oh. We started out with flowers and herbs. 
and did like a small cut flower CSA. And then we worked into the retail markets and, and the, the bulk of our, our sales now in our sixth year is, um, mixed and then mixed bouquets and then single variety bunches for the twin cities, natural food co-ops and whole foods markets. Um, we do some vegetables as well. Uh, we do more vegetables than we've done in the past. That was a part of our, so, so going back to the gardens of vegan thing. So we were there from Mike had worked there for a long time. And then, um, 2012, we started our business and then we lived on site in the caretaker house in 2015, we found out that the wedge co-op was going to sell that farm. And so we had to kind of scramble to figure out what to do. We were able to qualify for an FSA loan based on our vegetable experience. And so um, bought a, found a farm in Western Wisconsin, bought our current farm. So and now the, we've been there two and a half years. Oh, that's great. And the FSA loans are through the Farm Service Agency, right? Mm-hmm. These are the beginning farmer loans. Mm-hmm. And those uh, are intended for people like, you right i mean mm-hmm. beginning farmers with some experience right. and they have a really great interest rate and payment yeah so you need three years of experience i mean there's some caveats and you know they offer a ton of if anybody wants to talk to me about fsa offerings i'm happy to talk about it there's a lot of options and they have money to to spend um and you had overall good experience with the we had a, it, it's clunky. I mean, it's it's clunky. It takes clunky. time. But well, these are our tax dollars at work to help support beginning farmers like and, yourself. Right. And we were in an expedited you know, situation where we kind of needed... Our, our, the thing in our favor was that we didn't need to sell another place because we didn't own anything at that time. We just needed to buy and then move. And so, yeah, so it is a clunky process. I think it's pretty based on your loan officer. And there are some great loan officers out there. So, yeah. So I I was really grateful and happy with our experience. And yeah. That all happened pretty quickly. You had to. Yeah. It was, we found the place in April and we bought, we closed on it August 28th. So it was like a five month process, which I think is pretty fast. So your first growing season was 2016. Okay. Wow. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Well, it happened. Oh, okay. we, you were ready, though. It just seemed like the yeah. The, the, well, the, the we things in the universe happened to bring it all yeah, together. Yeah, it was faster than we thought. Like we weren't. We were really shocked when we found out they were going to sell the farm, and we were like, "What do we do?" Because we were so. You know, it was my husband's salary. It was our home. It was our farm business. So we really were like, but um, we would have liked another year, ideally, to figure that out. But so many things fell into place and people helped us. You know, there's such a great community. Um, yeah. And we had our markets that we were able to keep that. That was one of our things is we wanted to be within 70 miles of the Twin Cities because those were our markets. And I think we're like right on the edge. That's good. <laughs> How did you come up with the name? Yeah. Um, we, you know, we had thought about being a pizza farm long ago. I think when we were in like farm beginnings. But then we realized that we're much too introverted to. to <laughs> Everybody has do a thought that. they want to be a pizza farm. <laughs> um, so that was part of it, but also like humble. You know, we eat a lot of humble pie as farmers. <laughs> That's great. You know, and and hum- humble is a is it comes from the word hummus or hummus, which is close to the earth or of the earth. Oh, soil. Yeah. yeah. So. 
Yeah. And it leaves options open for whatever future directions. Yeah. It's kind of, right. We didn't have a place at the time, so we couldn't really base it on like, you know, some geology or geographic. Yeah. Like structure or, you know, whatever. Um, Yeah. That's great. Great. Thank you, Jennifer. Yeah. Thanks for listening to our In Her Boots podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Kiverest, with the Moses In Her Boots project. This episode's audio engineer was Liam Kiverest of TechSocket.net. The podcast was brought to you by the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, Moses. The mission of Moses is to educate, inspire, and empower farmers to thrive in a sustainable organic system of agriculture. For more information on Moses, In Her Boots, and a bounty of organic resources, check out mosesorganic.org.